Welcome to the survival podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survive the apocalypse so you don't have to. I'm Johnny. And I'm Shane. And this week we're going to find out who the real king of the monsters is. As we continue our Apetober season. Apetober. I was thinking of extending Apetober because it's already a ridiculous idea. Uh, yeah. Because I had another idea for an episode, but I figure we're, let's be real, we're not even going to get a third episode out in April. <laughs> <laughs> like, how, yeah. Apetober is now, because King Kong just went up yesterday on the 14th. So Apetober yeah. <laughs> starts, Apetober lasts from the 14th of April to like <laughs> the 10th of May. <laughs> just completely nonsensical yeah. date every year october starts yeah. on april 14th and ends on may Excellent. and i like that it's or let's not say like eight. may may 16th just to be give us more yeah, time yeah. i like that it's not uh april <laughs> well yeah it's not april so we can it can extend towards may because october is in the month <laughs> it's a holiday <laughs> And it's not a has nothing to do with October because that's a different month of the year. Like <laughs> yeah. October, October, they sound totally different. What's your problem? I don't understand. And what's funny when I said October, like in my head, I thought there was another month with Tober in it because Tober sounds so <laughs> natural. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's one of those things is because it's really easy to put anything in front of like even though there's there's. Oktoberfest, you could call it Beertober, or you know, mm. it's like November. There's Movember for growing your mustache and stuff. They're just those two months that are easy to throw. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Like I was saying in work, we had this one which was Walktober. You know, it's just put any word in front of Tober yeah, and it sounds yeah. legit. <laughs> uh, Distober. <laughs> but it's just it's so confusing because Apetober, like. <laughs> We next year we could do it in October. <laughs> it's whenever we want it to be. Yeah, yeah whenever we want to do f- f- four episodes continuously that have some kind of ape related. Uh, oh, did I even say what uh, ape episode I wanted to do? No, not after oh. this. No, uh, I was. Cons- t- uh, I was thinking we should do uh, Bigfoot. Oh yeah, just a, a general Bigfoot episode. Yeah, like there is, like uh, there's loads of like shitty Bigfoot movies out there. Maybe we so could we'll pick do out one just to reference. But well, Harry and the Andersons is the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the Trinity Killer's in that one. He is. Yeah. There's also a TV series we could watch. The TV series. Nah, that's way too much work. Oh, no, there, like we we could do like there is a few like Bigfoot horror movies like some campy 70s one we could pick out one of them just as a yeah, reference yeah. point but not actually stick to it because who oh, would have yeah. fucking seen it yeah but i i just like to go into bigfoot a bit that'd be good like there's whole podcast dedicated to bigfoot so it'd be nice to just brush on yeah. it um if anything we might get in a good way we might just get a lot of a uh, backlash from people <laughs> my trend <laughs> a lot of people are do hold bigfoot very sacred yeah. uh, 
but we'll we, we'll talk about that in the Bigfoot episode. Uh, for now, we're yeah. uh, we're on Godzilla versus Kong. But if this is your first time listening, uh, hit hit the like button wherever you're listening to this, or the review button, or the star button, whatever whatever button uh, does something positive for us. Really, I know uh, Audible yeah. have reviews now, so if you do listen to this through Audible, uh, give us a review. And Amazon, I, I, I'm I confused to how podcasts work within the Amazon ecosystem, because they own Audible, obviously. So, like, oh, you yeah. have Amazon, because Amazon launched their podcast player or whatever. And anything that's on already on Audible, which we were, is now on their Amazon platform. But I don't know if your okay. reviews on what... Because like if, if you go into like Amazon.co.uk and search us, we show up as a product. So you can review us the oh, same okay. way you'd review a fucking sex toy you bought or whatever. I don't know why I went with sex toy. <laughs> oh, I'm going to write a sex toy review under our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious if people want to just leave, like make it like you left a wrong review. Like you give us a glowing review, but you're rev- reviewing like a vacuum cleaner. That's great. <laughs> I'm going to do that. <laughs> the speed settings are very usable. <laughs> are you talking about the vacuum sens- or the sex? has or? some great sensations. Or both. Uh, and sucked up everything. <laughs> <laughs> the way you're looking down, it, it looks like you're reading it. <laughs> like you like you've previously wrote that's you're looking at a review you've already wrote for a sex day. <laughs> just make it as vague as possible uh so to get into godzilla versus kong for people who haven't seen it we're going to brush over the plot very quickly because thankfully there's no plot it's about two monsters fighting everybody knows who they are yeah it's been a big punch up with a couple of reasons to make them yeah, have a break between fights. <laughs> the the only thing you really need to know about this film, if you if you aren't familiar with this current universe, is that there's a group called Monarch that know mon- these kaiju uh, exist and have been like documenting them for years, and they've now got drawn Skull Island, and they've got Kong in containment. You're frozen. To oh, oh no, I can oh, hear you oh, anyway. Oh. Yeah, I can yeah, hear yeah, you. My so video's that's... frozen now. Um, yeah they've Kong in containment because they're worried Godzilla will come for him if Godzilla knows he's there yeah Godzilla's still like quite relatively young in it yeah because the first one what came out in 2000 the first one was set in the 70s the first one came out no, sorry, the first Godzilla movie came out in 2013, so it's whatever, say, within 10 years of Godzilla's first appearance, kind of thing. Yeah. Though, I kind of don't really understand this universe. I, I f- It feels like it's not, it's set much longer after the events of that Godzilla film. Uh, yeah. Because that first Godzilla film from 2013-14 with Brian Cranston is just set in our universe. It's like, what would happen if Godzilla came to a normal, realistic universe? Yeah. And now in these new ones, it's like the sort of Lex Luthor type character, his company has a fucking Hyperloop tunnel that can send cargo from LA to Tokyo. Hong Kong or Tokyo, yeah. Or is it Tokyo or Hong Kong? It's Tokyo, I think. Yeah, yeah. Within like... 10 hours or some shit like yeah 
it's so like sci-fi futuristic it's like they've now decided to set them in the pacific rim universe yeah because apparently uh is it universal isn't it universal uh distribute it but oh. uh what do you call it and they own the universal own Hong Kong, Hong Kong. <laughs> Universal <laughs> own Hong Kong. They own King Kong and like they're leasing Godzilla from Toho Studios. But the yeah, company um, that actually makes them, that they hired to make the films, whose name I can't okay. remember, they own Pacific Rim, that other company. Okay, yeah. Oh, I knew it's tied in that there's. I'd heard. Yeah, I've heard, kind of read a few different articles that I was talking about, like they could potentially do a crossover. I think that was deciding the idea. That, um, that these are like almost prequels to Pacific Rim in a way. That, yeah. Uh, maybe in the Pacific Rim universe is Godzilla hasn't been seen for 20 years or something. Yeah, yeah. Because he's meant to be the protector of humanity, isn't he? Yeah, but the thing is, I think like Pacific Rim is only set in like 2021 or something. It came out in yeah, 2013 exactly. or 14 or whatever, but it's set in the very near future. So they've already kind of, but nobody gives a fuck about continuity in these films. So it doesn't really matter. No, I mean, the continuity, I, I'm pretty sure already falls apart in the, the pre-existing films. Yeah, I haven't seen the middle one. The is it King of Monsters or something that's called? Yeah, I watched it one night, but I was uh, rather drunk, to be honest, and can't really remember it. <laughs> uh, which isn't good, because I wasn't like hammered or anything. I just had a few drinks and wasn't really paying attention, because I just remember it not being very good. I'm going to refresh this, because yeah, yeah. I can't. It's really weird looking at you frozen. So we, we, we just had uh, some technical problems there. Uh, uh, yeah. May not have noticed. We were gone for like 20 minutes. It's 20 minutes for us. <laughs> I feel like we've already lost steam. <laughs> I know, yeah. What uh, were we saying? There's no we continuity about, in these movies. Yeah. Anyway. But that reminds me. So we were talking about... Uh, yeah, the studio who owns Pacific Rim is Legendary Films. So they're ah, a production yes. company. And Universal just essentially hired them to make their King Kong Godzilla movies. And I think any hope of there being a Pacific Rim crossover finished with the whole HBO Max thing, because Legendary Films apparently lost out on a lot of money and weren't consulted about Warner's putting that straight onto HBO Max. Oh, okay. Their deal is that they get like 30% of box office, not 30%. Of all, or they don't get any money from the HBO Max deal, which is the same case with a lot of studios. And Legendary Films were the only one, well, and Chris Nolan were kind of the only ones to come out and, and call Warner Brothers out on it. And I think the like president yeah. of Legendary Films just said they wouldn't make they wouldn't make another movie with Warners. So wow. that deal's probably done. In fact, I would say that probably ends the whole like Godzilla Kong universe. Yeah, they might get another another studio might come or another production house might come in and make them, but like it won't yeah, be the same thing. Not that it matters because no, be, I don't be think it's a franchise of, anyway. 
There'd be a bunch of copyright issues with character designs and all sorts of like it can't yeah. be the same universe at all. There's well, they probably won't uh, even be able to use the same assets, so they'll yeah. have to build every 3D model from scratch again. And because yeah, yeah. it's it's doing well in the cinemas, in cinemas that are open, in yeah, that have them open. Um, like I think it's made something like three hundred million or something, but it probably cost about that to make. <laughs> yeah, probably not quite that. Well, maybe, but um, yeah, they're still doing well for the time they're releasing it. Like, oh, yeah. uh, one hundred and ten million, I think it says oh, it cost. Which no, that can't, that doesn't seem that's too low. <laughs> yeah. uh, it doesn't even matter. Let's get back to the plot. And so, so basically, we'll just skip ahead because we've already been talking about it long enough. Uh, the the only chance uh, Kong really has Godzilla is going to have to, or Kong is going to have to face Godzilla at some point. Is what yeah. they kind of set up, and this other shady group they come to this uh, scientist. Use that term loosely. Who uh, whose brother? was a big uh, hollow earth explorer <laughs> and uh they essentially did this is the sword that all these monsters come to the hollow earth that's the source of their power they want to essentially get kong to go into the hollow earth so as they can uh take the power from hollow earth i guess yeah it's a very, it's a very the way they're pitching it is that it's the only chance kong has to defeat godzilla is to yeah go to his home which is in hollow earth but the shady business obviously want him to go there so as they can harness the power from hollow earth for their for mecha godzilla we all know it <laughs> yeah they, they say they need the power to for defensive weapons against godzilla and kaiju yeah that godzilla can't be their hope basically. and anybody that's ever seen like a monster movie knows that they're building mecha godzilla yeah, I don't know why they tried to make that a mystery because it would have just been better to know it because everybody knew it yeah. anyway. I hate when films feel the need to make a mystery out of things that just have no place being a mystery. Yeah, yeah there's a few few of them in this, and um, but it's weird because in in their universe it seems to be a given that Hollow Earth is confirmed and everybody knows it. Well, it's ref- really hard to get there. Yeah. Well, like, they've referenced it in the other ones and stuff. Yeah, I suppose in the original, in the King Kong Skull Island, which is a great movie. I really like that one. Yeah, um, I like that. They, yeah, they talk about how they can't, they must have come up from the center of the earth. Yeah. Uh, even the big kind of lizard things that he fights and stuff in that movie, they talk about how they are remnants from the center there and they're coming up out of the ground they're coming out of the ground from like a chamber well it's the bomb it's like when the americans come in and bomb the place is what brings them back up yeah yeah. and i think even the original the original the the first godzilla movie they didn't lean as much into it but they referenced it you know he went under he went into the hollow art they don't say the ter- term hollow art but after he was bombed during world war Two, he disappeared and they think that he went into the art yeah so they have just yeah it's just accepted in this world that hollow art is a legitimate theory of it just hasn't been proven yet but it's a legitimate yeah. theory 
the fact that there's a guy who wrote a book about hollow art who is a professor in i can't remember the university but he won't be a professor in any university if he (laughs) believed in hollow art (laughs) and uh yeah he's the world's leading expert on hollow earth basically uh yeah seems to qualify him for a lot of stuff in this movie but anyway uh that's (laughs) yeah and those characters they introduced they're just they're played like we should know who they are and when i watched when i was watching it i thought i'd missed a film in the series that introduced these characters but i didn't this is their first appearances they're just thrown in there and the writers are just like it doesn't matter nobody's paying nobody's paying attention to the plot anyway we can just throw in any <laughs> character um because because millie bobby brown is back from she's playing her character and she's the child yeah in no she's your one from um stranger things who's the other girl oh that's sorry girl. that's who i meant by the child oh sorry i thought sorry. the little girl yeah 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 and she she was in the previous movie, so it's her character is back, and her dad was in the previous movie. Apparently. Yeah, um, though I would argue she's not back because that's an entirely different character. Yes, the same actor playing same actor character. and the same name, but it's an entirely different character. <laughs> like, yeah. um, she's just on this weird Goonies adventure, and like, it's, to me, this was like three movies. So, and none of them really related to each other. It was a Hollow Earth movie, which was kind of a cool idea. Then it was also this Goonies adventure movie. And then it was a Godzilla vs. Kong movie. <laughs> yeah, I think it could have worked if they'd done the Hollow Earth and Godzilla vs. Kong and just took out all that... What's her name? Millie? Bobby Graham, just... yeah that whole storyline that i use that term loosely that just was shite like that was just like the all all these people test well were audiences so we're just going to throw them in they they yeah. they achieved not and their entire story meant not and they end up fucking essentially they defeat mecha godzilla by pouring some whiskey onto a computer and that's it that's it was yeah. bullshit. Like it was the la- but, it was such lazy writing. Even for like big blockbuster films, this was probably the laziest written. But also, like their story was just pointless to the whole plot because they were essentially there for us to witness what the bad guys were doing. But they could have just shot scenes just, with the bad guys. We could have just seen stuff. the bad guys POV. Yeah, it makes no difference. Like we see how many scenes in the Avengers movies do we get of Thanos? Yeah, just cut those scenes. Infinity War is mostly Tannis' movie, so why not just take the bad guy from Godzilla vs. Kong and just... And he wasn't even much of a bad guy. He's only a bad guy because of how they played it, because he was so secretive about Mechagodzilla. But, like, it's not even ridiculous that anybody would want to build a weapon to protect Earth against the giant monster. I don't even know... I don't understand how he's a bad guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that he's a bad guy only the fact that it went wrong at the end. Yeah. He wasn't a bad guy till then. But he was played like a bad guy prior to it. Either way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Yeah, it was just bizarre. Um The more I think about the movie, the more I hate it, I think. (laughs) I liked certain elements of it. 
but it just is how it just didn't come together. There's it's, it's one of those really there's a couple of simple things in it that really annoyed me. And um, so there's a character of the scientist who's studying King Kong, and she's like the King Kong Whisper is what they call her. And she's on Skull Island in this enclosure, and she has a little girl she's adopted or something. Yeah. And the little girl is deaf, and she's been basically she's been trying to teach Kong sign language for years, because uh, it's a whole thing of like we've seen it since Congo is like teach monk teach apes yeah. how to do sign language, and it's a real thing. Apes learn sign language, and. Uh, and then it's like, but a lot of people this, think that it's way more common and that they can communicate way better than they actually can. Yeah. It's like there's been like two cases where one has been able to have a full dialogue, and but every movie has taught us that you know, give it a few weeks and you can te- teach a monkey sign language. Yeah, as if you're teaching like someone like a person to do. Yeah, and uh, and then they can pretty much tell you if they're hungry or if they're like sad and that's it <laughs> yeah yeah and then there's so then there's just this unnecessary reveal where it discovers that actually kong knows sign language perfectly and signs with the little girl but he won't sign with anyone else and it's just like it's just this weird unnecessary like, why not just say oh we've been teaching him sign language and just go from there yeah, like it's not even that dramatic when it happens. It's not. You also you just fucking knew it was going like you you're watching you a movie where there's an ape character and there's a a, a deaf child and deaf yeah. mute who knows sign language. Like, well, it, as soon as I like the opening scene, you see her and like, oh, Kong signs in this movie. You know it straight away. Like, you have a fucking yeah, yeah. deaf mute character. Of course, she's talk yeah, Kong yeah. sign language. I, there's just no reason to hide it, and then. They've been monitoring him for like thirty years or whatever. They have him conf- in this containment, He's which in I didn't Truman even show set. Yeah, He's living in the Truman show set. But somehow they missed that this child taught him sign language. They're doing a pretty shit job monitoring him. Yeah, the fucking cameras everywhere. How do you miss yeah. that? It's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. And also, like, just opening with her with the the woman who's the fucking like the Kong whisper and all this shit. It's like, who are these people? How did they end up there? The last time we saw Kong, it was the seventies and it was, what's her name? Brie Larson and Loki. Uh, yeah. Like, and now suddenly like this, is what I mean about like we, the missing movie. It's like, it feels like yeah. those characters met Kong in a previous film, but that just didn't happen. It yeah, just feels feel like they like, skipped over a movie. Yeah, like th- there needs to be an eighties movie, and it's the two of them like running monarch in the eighties and hunting some other monster. So, yeah, uh, probably late nineties though. She's not that old. Probably, probably actually like set in two thousand and five. Really? Well, no, I mean the fact that it was the seventies was their first movie. The, oh, I know, no, sorry, but I, I just didn't. The other girl. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, not the whisper. But, but no. their story ended. But I feel like you more so. You need to see the whisper, like how she oh, okay, comes yeah. to be there. Yeah, yeah. Because she's really introduced, like, like they're continuing her story. But there, and I, it feels like there probably was a movie planned in between, and they just skipped it. Maybe yeah. I'm glad they did because it would probably been shit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But anyway, for some reason, they decide they need Kong to guide them in the Hollow Earth, even though they're able to read the energy signal that they could have just followed the energy signature. I don't get it. And um, so they decide to bring Kong on a big shipping container. And then, of course, Godzilla attacks and they have their first battle. And it's pretty cool. It's a cool battle. Then Godzilla plays dead, or King Kong, sorry, plays dead, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and they continue on their journey to Hollow Earth. Somehow that they were able to do that silently. With helicopters. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like getting into Hollow Earth, like that that was cool. That there was at least, um, I know, some nice looking scenery in those scenes. Like, and yeah, I, yeah. I had a mix, a mixture of just like laughing at seeing Kong, Kong floating through hollow earth yeah yeah because there's but, a moment like it's all these gravity pulls and stuff yeah but it also look quite pretty but yeah I like extremely silly yeah yeah i think that was, my favorite part of the film was like that half an hour in hollow earth yeah but that's what i'm saying it's like they could have made a really cool hollow earth movie that was a different story you know we'll just make a different film like just remake yeah, yeah. journey to the center of the earth yeah, <laughs> there's um, one thing I thought, and it was like it's very heavily implied. It's just never said, and the, when they do find whatever is the is where this energy signature is coming from, and it's this chamber inside a mountain. It's like Holiday Mountain, and it just says that like Kong is the last survivor of a Stone Age to Bronze Age civilization of giant apes. Like, they were building sculptures and hollowing out caves and building axes and pillars and stuff. Uh, they were pretty advanced. Which does tie into the fact that he's he's very intelligent in this movie, actually, compared to... Like, in Kong Skull Island, he's... He's a giant gorilla. You know? And I know he's meant to be quite young. But then by yeah. this one, he's like... He's learned sign language, and he's... He's way more human in... Yeah, I think that's just sort of what happens, I guess, when you have different creative teams on different films. Yeah. Uh, like Kong in Skull Island, he he's still fairly intelligent, especially if you compare him to the 1930s Kong or even Peter oh, yeah, Jackson's yeah. Kong. Yeah, yeah. He's like just... he he's like he's a in, in Skull Island, he's protecting the tribe and stuff. And like it, it's not like he's protect, protecting them because they're sacrificing women to him. He's protecting them out of actual loyalty to them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not... Or in the in the 30s one, he's just an animal. Like, just... Yeah, which makes more sense. Like, it, it, yeah. all these films are ridiculous at the heart, but yeah. the, the, the original makes the most sen- sense. Like if we were going to go into a scenario about this, we I, I would probably go with the same film, the same scenario, but we use the personality of the original Kong. Yeah, because that's what Godzilla is. He's just an instinctual cold motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeah, though he becomes a protector too, like which is yeah. equally as silly. But I guess yeah, their their Godzilla is truer to the original than Kong, certainly. Yeah, yeah. And has um 
So, like, Kong is much bigger than... This is probably the biggest version of Kong we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Without doubt. I think even before that, the Skull Island one would have been the biggest. Yeah, and they were saying he's going to be bigger because they said, oh, because the next movie is Godzilla vs. Kong. So he's going to have to be bigger to do that. But then as a result, they seem to have shrunk Godzilla a bit, I think. Because... Maybe from, from my memory of like the first Godzilla, the 2013 to his 14 one, or the Brian Cranston one, as you called it, um, is like Godzilla is insanely big, way too big, just insanely That's what I don't big. Yeah, why He's, didn't Med Godzilla is big to begin with? Like, they should have just like made him closer to Kong size in Skull Island, yeah. They only had to. They only made Kong bigger, so as he was the same size, so as he could convince, convincibly go up against Godzilla. But like, yeah. why not? Why why you make him that big to begin with? Yeah, because like Godzilla is like the size of a skyscraper in most versions of Godzilla, but in this one, he's like like the vampire state buildings like up to his knee yeah yeah <laughs> where obviously in classic kong it's like he climbs up the empire state building oh yeah he's, yeah. he's, he's tiny like, compared did to he that. say he was like 20 feet tall or something like 18 feet yeah tall? he's a few stories he's like the first yeah. like four floors if even mm. of the empire state building his yeah. hand can fit through a window of the empire state building like yeah exactly whereas in this one his leg knocks over a building, you know, when he moves backwards. They're way too big. I think it was just because of Pacific Rim, I guess. They're just like, oh, well, this is how big monsters are now. But I feel like even in Pacific Rim, I don't think the monsters were that big. No, they're not. It's, I get, I think it comes down to the fact that the 2013 movie, or whatever, 14, whatever, I must look it up, um, is, at the time, obviously, it was planned as a standalone movie. And they went, let's just make him really fucking big. Were they thinking about any Yeah, but I don't uh, think it was. Consequences. I don't think it was planned as a standalone movie. Because they, like, they got the rights from Toho for like 15 years or something like that. Uh, yeah. 2014. There we go. I must watch that one again, actually, because that was a really good movie. Oh, you see, I really didn't like the oh, yeah. that one. I you see, now that I think about Skull Island, is probably the only one I like in this franchise. Oh, Skull Island's great. Actually. Okay, like I'm just looking at the poster for Godzilla 2014, and most of the buildings in the city are like at waist level for Godzilla. Yeah, I just wasn't a fan of that either. Um, I yeah. think that. Was, yeah, I was going. I don't know if, what order I'd put them in. Like, yeah. I f- feel like I. I I enjoyed Godzilla versus Kong as I was watching it, but then afterwards I was like, "Wow, that was that was just really stupid." Apparently, he's like, yeah, "We start analyzing it." It's just like I took nothing from it. There was like some cool scenes of just a fucking giant, an ape and a giant lizard fighting, but even that was kind of like meh. Like I'm glad we got one fight. Like the the fight at their first fight in the beginning, like when they're on the ship, even though that doesn't make sense, they would have both sank that ship. I don't know how they could have stood on that. No, but I did like that. That was at least it was nice to see them in a very different setting to have a fight. Yeah, but then like I don't know the ending where they're just like fighting in another city at dark in the rain 
and it's all neon. It's like this yeah. just looks like every movie. This just looks like Pacific Rim again. And and it re- to me it really reached the point where it was it might as well have been two men in rubber suits on a miniature set. Yeah. Like yeah, it just it had that's what it looked like, even though it was okay, very nice done and rendered cgi it still just looked like that and there was no like there's a line where someone goes oh they've evacuated the city just so you don't have to worry about it like and that was such bullshit uh, too because like (laughs) there's an amazing part yeah like godzilla well first i'll get back to that but just to say i know what you mean i don't think it looked like people in rubber suits but what was it just you're so aware that this you're looking at something not real that you might as well be looking at people in yeah. rubber suits. The feeling was the exact same. Whereas yeah. like if it was like 1930s and it was stop motion, it's at least something like, you know, it's stop motion, but I don't know. There's something more tangible about that. But yeah, with the evacuation, I love that when Godzilla's coming in, they like say the evac- they've evacuated Tokyo and then like him and Kong start fighting people are dying people are getting crushed uh it clearly hasn't been evacuated and the fight like in their time you imagine the fight has gone on for like an hour because then mecha godzilla shows up and suddenly you see there's this there's this great shop and mecha mecha zilla shows up and you see people eating their dinner looking out a window at him and you're like why why is it there's just been two giant monsters <laughs> fighting for like four hours, destroying the entire city. And these people yeah. are still eating their dinner. And that whole yeah. fight lasts the entire night because when, when we're skipping to the end, but just to make this point, when, yeah, when, yeah. when Kong finally defeats Mechagodzilla, it's dawn. It's the next day. And you yeah. see people running out of the way and they're holding shopping bags. <laughs> so, so like the city was evacuated during a monster fight. And these people, like, I guess they went to bed. They saw on the news that Godzilla beat Kong and they're like, well, I guess that's over. And they went yeah, to bed yeah. and they woke up the next morning and went, well, I guess I won't check the news to see if another monster or a giant robot or version of godzilla has shown up or if they're not still in the city like yeah, yeah. like who, how are you not getting alerts on your phone that like it isn't over that there's another monster yeah <laughs> i this like well as you're saying you skipped to the end i was like there's not much really happened in between then um, well yeah like, but we don't want to just end the episode there <laughs> no, no 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 but just as you skip to the end fight like there is this is one of the things that really annoyed me and it was just one of those things of like that annoys me a lot in movies where they break their own universe of believability a little bit happens in a lot of movies, a lot of the X-Men movies you've done it really annoys me. But anyway, it's so they're in Hollow Earth and Kong leads them to this uh like I suppose Kong civilization or like uh, former civilization temple call it. Yeah. And that's where he finds this axe which is made out of what seems to be like Godzilla Godzilla's... scales. Or spines, the spine, yeah, the 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 pinty part from his back, yeah, that's the, nuclear power. His 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 stegosaurus nuclear spines, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> which is a cool image, to be fair. It's dead, yeah, yeah. And when 
he puts the axe into the right place where there's a bunch of other ones that lines up and creates the image of Godzilla. And then Godzilla, then it cuts to Godzilla in Tokyo. And he's, he's like, huh? I can feel that power. What is that power? And so standing right where he is at that exact moment, Godzilla uses his nuclear breath to drill a hole into the cent- this the hollow earth, center of the earth, which just happens to be in the exact room Kong is standing in at that. And I get, okay, there could be an angle or whatever, but it seems to be just between Godzilla's feet. It's almost like, the way it's implied is like it's a straight line from where Godzilla is standing to this chamber. And he just happened to be standing in the right place at the right time when he this signal yeah, went off. But then without thinking about it too much, if let's say hollow earth is real, like at the center of the earth, there's this other world, then mm. technically no matter where you are on the surface of the earth, couldn't you go straight through it? If you went put a straight line through anywhere in the earth, it'd go oh, to yeah, the center of the earth. But would it come out in that exact room is what I'm saying. Just, in that exact room, probably not. But here's the thing. Godzilla, I, I can't believe I'm defending the fucking <laughs> the in-world <laughs> bullshit of this movie. But Godzilla is in Tokyo because he's been drawn to... He knows that it's not Monarch, it's the other company. I can't remember their name. But he's been drawn Apex. because they're... Yeah. Apex. He's been drawn because they're building the weapon. Yeah, yeah. They're obviously building the weapon there because they know that it's the the best way to get from hol- from the hollow earth is at this spot or whatever. Still makes no sense. They just wanted to use Tokyo in the film. But he <laughs> but he is in Tokyo because that's where Apex is. And Apex yeah. is in Tokyo because I guess because of its proximity to this part of Hollow Earth. This is Johnny just uh, jumping in from the future as I'm editing, just to say I am pretty sure that it was in fact Hong Kong at the end of Godzilla versus Kong and not Tokyo. So that isn't us just uh, not knowing the difference between China and Japan. Uh, it kind of is, but it was just a slip of the tongue. You know, historically, Godzilla usually attacks Tokyo. I wasn't really thinking. I forgot about the whole, you know, every Hollywood film has to put something related to China into it now. So yeah, that's Hong Kong not tokyo you don't need to you don't need to at us on twitter to tell us that anyway back to the past but they needed kong to show them where that was that part of Hollywood. So the, but that's clearly bullshit because they know where it is anyway because they they literally show they're the ones that show kong how to get to hollow yeah, like the biggest problem is that they don't it seems like they didn't need kong at all I think they yeah. just needed him to harness the power really rather than actually show yeah. him Maybe that's how they presented it to the scientists because they didn't want to let him know that they just wanted to build a weapon. Yeah, I suppose. And it's kind of... And then I was like, is Godzilla's breath really that powerful that he could just drill a hole in like a minute to to go all the way down? Now, see, that's where it's just, it's so stupid. So he can drill through how many thousands of miles is that he yeah, drilled through with his breath in in a matter of minutes yet that same breath does not instantly vaporize kong when they fight yeah it like burns his shoulder yeah <laughs> when he gets hit in, in the last film kong went fucking nuclear and literally just destroyed gaidora or monster zero whatever he's called instantly yeah. 
because he's that powerful. And now in this one, like a giant ape. So here's the, we should talk about who, who should win. Yeah. Kong doesn't stand a chance. It's so stupid that Kong just did not die in the first two minutes of their first altercation. He lasts way too long. But I suppose the argument is that like, oh, he has tools and he's more intelligent and Godzilla is just instinct. But it's a big <laughs> raw power. And it's just... it's, yeah, it's raw power and he's a nuclear reactor. I would say like, now maybe we'll start a GoFundMe and we can get some money to do this research ourselves. Yeah. Ourselves, I would, yeah. I, I would put money on it that if you and I start our own apex and we experiment on just a regular sized lizard and we make him nuclear and we put him in a cage with a regular sized gorilla, I, I imagine a nuclear lizard will still win. <laughs> <laughs> like a twelve inch lizard. And it could be a gorilla. Uh, yeah. Maybe not 12. Maybe we'll go with like... Uh, a Komodo dragon. Komodo dragon. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. But a radioactive one versus a normal gorilla. <laughs> or you know what? No, maybe even a small... Maybe just a lizard you'd get in a pet shop. That's what I mean, yeah. But if we... Yeah, if we can give him atomic breath, a normal silverback gorilla doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> I just have this image of this little... Like... <laughs> Like Newt just shooting in a laser beam out of its breath, which is going yeah, annihilate. He'd instantly annihilate. (laughs) But it would essentially because you picture it like a little ray gun, but like it just like the equivalent would be if you had like an atomic powered handgun and you just shot a silverback gorilla, it would die. (laughs) Like cut in half, like like a lightsaber going through it. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I suppose that's. Their thinking is then, like, I can just see, like, the team of writers, boardroom conversation is, oh, then he needs a weapon. How about an axe? Yeah, we give him an axe made out of Godzilla's spines and stuff. Yeah. And then he can use it as a shield. And then it can charge up and be more powerful for no reason. (laughs) Yeah, and I accept that. At least that's a way you give him a weapon that's of equal power to Godzilla. That's fine. But he doesn't have that when they first meet. No, no. And that's the problem. Like, I, I don't see how Kong survives that first yeah. altercation. He he plays dead in it. Yeah, he's intelligent enough to play yeah. dead. Or is he just really tired at that point? He's just like... <sighs> well, I think it's Bo. He's really tired, but he really... I think he can... Because you see that the humans figure out that if they stay quiet, Godzilla will think he's dead. And I think Godzilla just yeah. puts... he When he sees that the humans are also being quiet, he... He figure he knows what they what they're doing, so he doesn't get up. Yeah, yeah. That's, um... And that was my reading of it anyway. But my point yeah. is, uh, I think in in no universe does Kong stand a chance against Godzilla. No. I'm much. I'd be if if I was to be rooting for a character in this, which I wasn't really. It would be Kong. Yeah, because he's the relatable character. Like that was that was the thing I thought as well was of two hour movie Godzilla's in this for like 20 minutes maybe if even yeah and it's called Godzilla versus Kong I think it's it's a King Kong movie with like guest starring Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla like it's um that was probably my biggest criticism <laughs> like, it should be Kong versus Godzilla I think Godzilla versus Kong just kind of rolls off the tongue a bit better than 
Kong versus Godzilla. And it implies Godzilla is the aggressor. Because they're because it's first. You know what I mean? Uh you think? Yeah. Well, first normally if you go by like boxing or MMA rules, the first bill would be the champion. Oh, so okay, that kind yeah. of and that makes sense in this yeah. universe as well, that he's the champion. Yeah, if you're like defending your be, title. Yeah, there can be, only be one king. Is kind of the yeah the idea behind all this. Uh, I think that's how it normally go anyway. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I suppose it also depends. Like you know, if if the champion has just won the title, but then like Mike Tyson challenges them, they'd probably put Tyson's name first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even nowadays, they would do it because yeah, yeah. old Tyson. Yeah. That's gonna look yeah. better on the poster. So the, two big, the two big survival scenarios in this are the two fights or three fights if you looked at well first of all if we're going to we're following up from our king kong episode yes yeah. so we should probably decide because we in our last episode we even we decided we wouldn't we liked kong even the 1930s version who was just a beast uh yeah. we decided we wouldn't even bring him back to new york yeah yeah he'd be on the island still so in this world, it's we're the in. They never brought him to New York. Yeah, but we're to sit. We're in this world now too. So let's imagine we're yeah. we've quit the movie business. There was another spaghetti incident, yeah. and we're now <laughs> we're now in charge of Apex, or no, we're in charge of Monarch. Would you even? Would you go for the whole Hollow Earth thing, or would you be like? No, you're definitely building a super weapon. Like me and you are taking care of Kong. We're the ones on Skull Island with him in containment, studying yeah. him. But we're much more friendly to him. They're, but they're upfront about that they need this power for a weapon. Yeah, they just don't say they're building Mechagodzilla. They just say they need the power for it. It's the only thing that will stand against. I think I'd be like, Kong. I want an entire tour of your all your premises before. Yeah. And if I saw Mechagodzilla, I'd be like, okay, I'm okay with that. But I'd want to know. I Yeah, I also, I, I, I'd i be like, oh, well, what's your weapon? What do you need to power? What's the exactly. Power? Yeah. yeah, straight away and you'd then, be like, oh yeah, what's the weapon? What weapon are you building? I've, I've got some like, mock-ups oh, in my own this. design. Yeah. And then uh, they're like, oh, it's this Mechagodzilla we're building. I'd be like, oh, cool. That, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Now, and I guess that's something we, we should mention too, that their Mechagodzilla, their building is like powered, bullshit science, I couldn't really follow it, but it's like powered by the brain of a previous monster called Ghidorah, or Ghidorah, however it's pronounced. I didn't really understand what how his brain is like the supercomputer that's... But it's not his brain, it's just his skull. <laughs> it's just his skull, yeah, but... It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The, the, basically, the loose concept I think, is that it's it's two of his heads because he has three heads. His three, yeah, the they're head, all independent. So one of the heads is in Mechagodzilla, and one is on the ground and has like the controller. So it's like a drone pilot. Yeah, system. yeah, and that's how it can, works. But I think basically. that's the point where I'd be like, I have no idea how any of this works, but I can almost guarantee you. It's gonna start thinking for itself. Yeah, it doesn't have brain power there. It's yeah, it's like one itself. once you start using like a, a uh, like a, practically a fucking like a Lovecraftian god, 
as a supercomputer, it's almost definitely going to go rogue and start thinking for itself. <laughs> like, it's, um, and I just think, yeah. like, in a world where they can like have hyperloops connecting LA to Tokyo, could they not just build a robot that they control themselves? Like, why yeah. do they need to bring like this old monster's brain into it? And create like because essentially they're building Frankenstein, like a giant, like yeah, Frankenstein Godzilla, essentially. Yeah, there's no need for it. Um, because I know in you know the 90s Godzilla movie with um Matthew Matthew Broderick, Broderick, yeah, there was an animated series after that. Did you, yeah, I remember that. Spared in the movie, it's one of those things I must rewatch actually, and um. Because I know there was a storyline of... Because in that, the Godzilla in the cartoon series is one of the hatchlings of the eggs from... Yeah. Because the original Godzilla is killed. And then it's it's one of the hatchlings is now grown up. So Matthew Broderick has a relationship with it. Like it's it imprinted on it. And they did at some point in the series, Mechagodzilla comes back, but it's someone has taken the corpse of the mother yeah well that's reanimated that's pretty much what the original mecha godzilla is too the original mecha godzilla is the godzilla from the very first godzilla movie Mm. that's like flash boiled into a skeleton yeah 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 And like it would have been better if they'd done something like that, but they just wanted to get all this. That's what I feel like is the problem with a lot of these modern franchises that are trying to do a whole Marvel thing and do a interconnected universe. They just try and get through everything so quick. Yeah, they want to do they want to do Endgame, and they've got two movies made. And they're like, yeah. Okay, next movie's Endgame, and you're like, it took yeah. twenty three movies, lads. Well, like they, you think of it like. Monster Zero is meant to be like Godzilla's ultimate foe, and they done that in the second Godzilla movie, and threw in Matra in the same film. It's like they should have been two separate films because those are the next two biggest characters in that universe, and they should have been done like maybe five, six films down the line. But I guess they knew they're not going to get five or six more films, so I think they figured that there's probably four films in this franchise, and that's it. Think we're counting on a Pacific Rim crossover eventually, but that probably won't happen. Yeah, there are four now, aren't they? So that's it. Yeah, um, I can't see more happening. Um, the so in our scenario, are you like, oh, that's definitely gonna go wrong in you, man? Sorry, dude. That's, yeah, uh, like it one hundred percent is. So, like, your question then is because you know if you go into the hollow earth either way they're going to get their weapon but if kong if if you want kong to stand a chance you do need to go in yeah because he needs that axe i guess but i suppose we're we're looking after kong's welfare and the attraction is that perhaps there's more of his species down there so he won't be on his own so then you're like yeah this could be a good thing for him, you know. Uh, which I was really disappointed. I thought that's where it was going to go. That he'd get down there and there'd be like a whole civilization of yeah species down there. 
um, of what do they call them? Titan apes or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Homo Titanus or something stupid. Because yeah, because we see like evidence that like there was this giant like Lord of the Rings style battle between his ancestors and Godzilla's ancestors. Yeah, like maybe that's where they'd go next with the franchise. Just do like a prequel and all out like monster war movie. That'd be so ridiculous, though. It'd be uh, great, but. You see what, what how, like a two-hour movie with no dialogue. Just yeah, because going, how do you oh, how do you have any human element in that film? Yeah, it has you, to be it, the Kongs, and they'd have it would just be subtitled to them to be like going ooh 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 ooh, uh, uh, and it's just like uh, I have to go to battle, my love. I'm sorry, <laughs> I have to yeah. defend us against the great lizards. <laughs> you know, just be. Um, but it's funny how like they could never do a movie like that without a human element but when you watch a film like this like kong versus godzilla or godzilla versus kong uh your takeaway is like oh they really should have made this without the human element because that's like the biggest letdown in the film is just like these nothing characters that just oh like i just didn't care about anybody in it and it was all down to writing like just oh uh, it was Kong I cared about the most. I thought it was. It, it made me like Kong as a character more. He was very like, he's yeah, a very likable character. He's um, you feel a lot of sympathy for him. And then when he does get to that big chamber and there's none of his people there, and then he finds the axe, and then he finds like the throne, and he sits down at the throne. And he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm the badass motherfucker." And you're like, "Yes, you are, Kong." Yes, you are. Like you're there with him the whole way. Like, yeah, yeah. That's that's what the movie does achieve well is is Kong's character. And then, yeah, uh, I think I think Godzilla's just this dickhead who just comes along and <laughs> lasers yeah. everything. I forget where you even finished off. Now probably just just saying Kong's character. He was very. Oh yeah, yeah. And just to go back to them, like, harnessing the power from Hollow Earth, another, like, just thing I found so funny about that is how they do it is to just, like, send a little robot that they have in the Hollow Earth out to, like, get a reading of the, like, physical build-up. Yeah, yeah, of the energy signature. What's it made of? Yeah, and it, like, emails it to Apex back in Tokyo, and they're able to just recreate it within, like seconds it's there's not so... even there's not even a moment where they're like oh they seem to, they seem to just go okay load it up like there's no <laughs> yeah. there's no like okay so we need oh okay we need to build uh, a quantum singularity device or so there's nothing like yeah there's yeah. no moment for like okay we need to harness something that could head sets out fifty five thousand megahertz or something like shit they just go okay we got the signal load it yeah it was really like it, it was like what you'd read in like a marvel comic in like the early 70s yeah yeah where they just didn't really need to go too into anything or it's like we, we only have 33 pages yeah do, do you know what this is this is a problem with a lot of modern tv and film and you're a very well 
read individual in terms of like you've read a lot of like classic books and sci-fi mm. and horror and stuff like and a fair I, amount maybe but and i i'm at the moment i'm working my way through a bunch of like philip k dick and uh, arthur c Clark and asimov and, stuff. and there's intelligence behind stuff there's a thinking of how science works and how okay if if a equals b then c must also be true true and that's how a lot of science fiction is written classic science fiction and of course I've seen every episode of Star Trek ever made, and it comes from that mm. kind of thinking as well. But then modern sci-fi shows and this kind of, and writers seem to have like I don't know if they've they've have they read these things? Do they know this stuff? They seem to just think like I don't know. It seems ah, it's magic. It's sci-fi. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Yeah, just keep going. You know. I think a lot There's of no. There's no depth put into it. There's no thought or logic put into it. Yeah, I think a lot of modern uh, writers in movies and stuff, their only reference point is other movies that don't do exactly that very well. Uh, it's like one of the big problems I have with or had with like Avengers Endgame when like their whole how they explain time travel, like three different scenes <laughs> in the movie is just it. <laughs> That's, it's just a character saying, but this is how it happened in a movie and another character going... But that's just a movie. This is actually how it works. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah. see, that's your, your entire scientific basis for your movie is it's not like the movies. We're making up something else, and there's no ex. Yeah, they, they yeah. don't give any explanation in that film. It's bullshit. No, no. And um, yeah, and I think that that's definitely it. Is it's it's this weird thing of a lot of modern modern filmmakers. Yeah, their only references are other movies. Yeah, and that's one of the worst tropes in modern movies, one I really, really wish would die, is movies just saying, this isn't a movie. There's always that scene, yeah, but this isn't a movie! Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck <laughs> off. You're not clever. Yeah. Like, Yeah, no, it's... Um, the, the only time that worked, and it's, again, it must be very early 2000s, is... Uh, no, I was going to go on a big long tangent. <laughs> I'm trying to control myself. It's one of those tropes that shouldn't even be a trope to begin with because it's just not clever. Like the first film that ever done that as a trope is as guilty as the most recent one because it's just not clever. It's like, <laughs> it is a movie. You're not clever. And it's not a good way to explain yeah. away shit. Like it's lazy sure. writing. Like, yeah, yeah. you're an idiot. It's a, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you're an idiot. Write something better. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Then, then you can be smug <laughs> about it. You can't be smug about being yeah. stupid, essentially. No, no, because that's part of this. Like I was saying, like that, that a lot of modern writers is, and it's the same way as if they want to make a character the smartest person in the room, the best way to do that is make everyone else stupid. Yeah, rather than doing research and actually making the person smart. And I find it really frustrating. Yeah, and it's also something I hate. And like, it, it works okay in the Marvel movies, but it's probably the worst thing Marvel has done to modern cinema is like people joking during really serious <laughs> altercate. Like, there's literally like monsters tearing up the city, thousands upon thousands of people dead. 
and somebody goes, well, I guess that round goes to Kong. Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> like, but, um, they do it, in the, the, um... it really bothered me in Endgame when they keep doing it during the bit main battle at the end. and you're, Or no, sorry, Infinity War, where it's like, this man is going to destroy half the universe. You're going to lose your family. Your children are going to die. And you're going to make a um, joke. Do you know what, actually, in... In Infinity War, it kind of works because it's like they don't realize how much they are up against it because they've never faced anything like Thanos. I don't and know. Kind of, I don't I know. Think the idea is, I think the idea is that they're cocky at that point. There's a moment um, in that film when absolutely destroys them. There's a moment in that film when Thor turns to Captain America and goes, I see your company in my beard. And then two minutes later, he's putting an axe through Tannis and he's almost crying. And he's saying, I told you, you'd die for that. They're two very, like, they're two, <laughs> two very counter emotions. Yeah, I suppose. It's... He co- like when he lands in Wakanda in that film, he's on, he, he even screams, bring me Tannis. And he's on a mission to kill Tannis. And then two minutes later, he's oh, just yeah. cracking jokes to Captain America. And uh, you can blame Joss Whedon for that because he did it in the first Avengers movie and somebody went, that works. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, which I guess was the style of like Buffy and the writing in Buffy and Angel and Firefly is like that. It's that kind of style. But it, it's it's earned a bit better, I think, because it's a series and you're following the characters for 20 episodes or whatever, not an hour. Well, see, I think there's a difference between the characters the characters making jokes and funny things happen. So in that same moment, there's a scene where, where Thor introduces Captain America to Groot and he goes, yeah. this is my friend Tree. And that's funny, but he's not making a joke. He thinks his name is Tree. So that's fine. And then he says, yeah, I am yeah. Groot. And then Steve Rogers turns around and goes, I am Steve Rogers. He's not yeah. making it. It's funny, but he's not deliberately making a joke. So that's, to me, that's completely yeah. different. That's fine. That's a funny thing happening in a serious situation, which happens in real life the whole time. But yeah, cracking a joke while thousands of people yeah. are being murdered. Yeah, it's different. But anyway, I think that's uh, something that's just really ruining films. They do it a lot in the, the new Star Wars films. are fucking covered yeah. with just like people making prank phone call jokes and shit. It's just, it changes the tone completely. Oh, that, happens in, that happens in the fucking, in like the second star wars movie i can't remember the order or which their names or whatever but oh yeah uh, yeah it just bothers me so much the way the the kind of humor they're doing and i think that that's it it's the same kind of humor it is that kind of joss whedon kind of like winking a nod kind of joke that's just like laced yeah. throughout every blockbuster now yeah, it's uh... compared to Jurassic. Compared to the humor to break up the tension in Jurassic Park to any blockbuster made in the last ten years, and it's totally different, and it's much funnier in Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, it's way better. Um, totally different. It's yeah, I'm not a big fan of modern writing styles or things. It's it's one of those things like in whatever ten twenty years when we're in the next phase of whatever is blockbuster television we look back and we're like oh that's cringy to watch and, um yeah yeah like there's movies i loved when i was say a teenager and i can't can't watch five minutes of them now they're just too cringy you know? i think modern movies will age quicker though yeah like in 10 years you look back at some of them and be like god what were people thinking 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think something like this, like Godzilla versus Kong, nobody will even remember it in ten years, so it won't be a problem no. there. This will just sure be, be a new one out. It'll be rebooted again. And even if there isn't, it's just it's a very forgettable. This will be like films like fucking Ten Thousand BC and John Carter of Mars and shit like that, yeah, where yeah. just came and went. Nobody ever like rewatched them. Like nobody's fucking going on Netflix and seeing if if Ten Thousand BC is on there. No, no. <laughs> or two thousand and twelve. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, annoying with Nick Cage or whatever the fuck. Oh, Jesus! Terrible movie. Uh, that's one of those movies where by the time you get to the end of the movie, the events that started off the story let's, let's don't make any sense. Anymore. No, no, no. I'm just saying. No, I'm saying it. But it's that kind of those kind of movies. Yeah. By the time you you know what's happening, what set it all off doesn't make sense. Like they don't relate. You know that kind of way. like it's right because it's, it's back to my whole. If A equals B, then it also must equal C. You know, it's that kind yeah. of thing of like type writing. It's just doesn't exist anymore yeah and i think like so, the, with, with kong as well with this godzilla versus kong i think actually maybe if you compare it to meg the meg with jason Statham, yeah now that i think about it, they might be the same movie in terms of like <laughs> beats and like they use the same jokes like they even do the, the miscommunication with the guy speaking chinese and saying the wrong thing to do it with only with sign language in this so we're going to look for these guys weapon anyway so unless they present the weapon to us we won't be going yeah. and if they present it to us we're like well this is a bad idea we're like why not just put make it like a, a drone controller you know yeah why can't it just be radio controlled on a random frequency generator yeah, but I guess like they need. I guess it's like they need the power from Hollow Earth. It's like, is it that a human can't wield this energy source or something? They never explained it like that. No. But so I can so, only imagine that that is it. Yeah, it, because it's not explained very well. I don't really have an answer for you. <laughs> yeah, and also the only reason Godzilla is attacking is because he senses that they're building a weapon. Yeah. So. If he's only t- attacking for that reason, it's like, but you also only need the weapon to defeat Godzilla, but you'd only need to go up against him because you're building a weapon, you know? Yeah. that's And it's that's also, it's, thing, yeah. it's established in this universe that they know about these monsters since the 40s. So, so like Godzilla hasn't been, a, he, he only came back to fight off those monsters in the very first one. So what reason do you have to think that he's going to be a threat anyway? Yeah, he just lays dormant. And if the battle happens to be in your vicinity, you're fucked. Like, that's... Because um, I was even thinking about it there, like, on a, on a kind of simple biology thing. And I think it's explained in the first movie is that they live off radiation. So they don't yeah. eat food. Where Kong is different. He's... You, you could nearly look at it that I suppose where they're probably intending to go if they were going to do any sequels or prequels or anything is that Kong's people are like the guardians of the hollow earth. Yeah. Yeah. And they've evolved to contain 
the monsters and then obviously when they died out the monsters escaped and got out and that's why Godzilla is in our world is in the surface world all that kind of stuff and um because they're basically human they're just stone age or bronze age humans um as you said yeah. they're they're lord of the rings people <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're and, um, where it seems like yeah um godzilla doesn't have a food source because if godzilla ate fish like he'd he'd probably like emptied the sea in about a month like <laughs> yeah, he's so yeah. big <laughs> so his food source is radiation so so he he can obviously just go lie down the bottom of the ocean and sleep for centuries and just absorb radiation from the the core that way yeah yeah until he senses another signature that shouldn't be there and then he goes after it that's what he does so yeah he's not a threat to humanity no the only threat is the other creatures which he but but he's your best defense yeah and it nearly like i'm trying to think about it it's almost like apex set off the signal at the start that causes godzilla's first attack of yeah so it's like they were trying to make him attack to have an excuse to build the weapon yeah and then the question is but then why what's your motive because it's not profit I thought that was going to be the plot of the film. I thought it was going to be like almost like a civil war, Marvel civil war kind of thing where they engineer yeah. his attack so as they can get public support and, and like government finance to build a weapon. And that's something yeah, but actually, then none of that happens. <laughs> none of that happens. But that's actually something that's very interesting about these films is that it's all like private corporations doing everything in the, like yeah. the government have no involvement other than like the military yeah. being around which I could find that interesting. It's like they're afraid to, because apparently we didn't mention it, but one of the characters in this film is like a conspiracy nut with a podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like the group that he's like working for also and leaking information about and somehow not getting caught for five years. Uh, yeah. Like they're a private company. It's not like the government that are building this weapon, which like realistically, it would be it'd be world like the American military would be the ones building Mecha Godzilla, not fucking Elon Musk. No, no, and again, that's another reason where it doesn't make any sense is that your man, who's like the Bond villain character as you described him, is he's just spending billions and billions to make a giant robot for kind of no reason. Yeah, I guess yeah, they didn't want to make. Yeah, I suppose because then, like, if the medic, the government, the ones behind it, who, which government would it be? Would it be the Japanese? Would it be the Americans? I guess it was a, a way to kind of stay a bit neutral. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh... <laughs> it's one of those things. I think. I think a lot of the story got lost in rewrites and drafts. <laughs> See, it's hard me to try. To think... and thinks that it's not like usually that's like what happens when movies like just get ruined by studios there's just too many cooks in the kitchen kind of thing but with this i felt like this was they wrote a first draft and they're like it's grand (laughs) (laughs) it just feels like i don't know i i just felt like that they just gave very little they're just like this cliche this trope this this is all fine people just want to see the monkey fight the lizard 
yeah, because it's almost like, oh, this is the first draft. And so, like, you look at all the plot holes and be like, oh, no, we're going to work those out. Like, I have a bunch of post-its on my fridge yeah, where I've worked out like, most of that. And, like, I'll get to it. And then the studio are like, no, no, this is perfect. We're, we're shooting tomorrow. <laughs> like, a guy wrote, like, the writer wrote, like, his idea of just the, the movie he kind of saw in his head. But he was like... I don't understand all the science stuff though. So we'll bring in, we'll bring in the guys that wrote, I don't know, fucking X Machina or something and they'll do a draft of it and they can like tighten yeah, it up yeah. and make sure it all makes sense. And then it just never got to that stage. <laughs> no. The studio were just, ah, no, we don't need them. It's grand. Yeah, it's fine. It'll look over. It'll do. It'll be grand. We worry about it on the night. Yeah, yeah. We can fix that in post. <laughs> yeah. There's a big plot hole here where it doesn't really... Ah, it's grand. We'll, we'll worry about that in post. No, no, that's a hole to the Hollow Earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, going back to our scenario, um, we're just like, no, that's a terrible idea. Dad. Don't do that. So then there's no Mecha Godzilla fight yeah. in our scenario because we don't let them do it. I guess, I guess not, which would mean like Godzilla would probably just kill Kong and that'd be it. Yeah. And we spend the whole time trying to kill it. But then Johnny, so Kong, who's been our under Friend. our watch for, for 14 Since years. 1933. No, um, we're like in our, we're, we're well into our hundreds by this point yeah, yeah. in this universe and um yeah no one can explain it but we're still young and alive because we yeah. are in kong the whole time we we yeah. for some reason we age the same as him he ages yeah. slower for some reason you know what because we spent so much time with him we age slower. The, right, the writers of this film didn't give any of that stuff any thought so we shouldn't either yeah so now godzilla is like has killed kong yeah it's just Stood, stamped on his chest, just caved it yeah. in. But the, the other, that's the other thing. Kong doesn't like when Godzilla finally does defeat Kong. He doesn't kill him. He sees him beat, and he walks away. Right? Am I remembering yeah, that for, for no reason? So, because he's defeated, but he's, he's not defeated. Dead. Yeah, so he doesn't. He but he kills every other monster in yeah. the other films. Not that there's been uh, many, but. Oh, he legit like holds their jaws open and yeah. like vapes into their, yeah. their down into their cavity. Like, um, so it is like he just sees him as a challenger, not an enemy in this anyway. Yeah, I guess so. Though, but so where I'm thinking is, do you think at this point that you and me in a trench coat are tall enough and powerful enough to take on Godzilla? <laughs> Well, that's what I was getting to with like offering up the alternative to Mecha Godzilla. That if he just he just build a giant robot trench coat <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. Like why? <laughs> and like it's like Pacific Rim where we're inside the Mecha God the Mecha trench coat, and you're on my shoulders pulling <laughs> levers, <laughs> but it's completely unnecessary because we're just in this little room and we could have built the controllers at waist level to both of us. We're like, no, no. 
build it so Shane has to get on. This is the only way. This is the only way we can work in unison together. (laughs) It's you on my shoulders. And we've made it. (laughs) We've made it that the monitor, like the trench coat, there's a fake face in the giant mech. It's Mecha Godzilla in a trench coat. It's what the design of ours. And so there's like cameras is he, is in his eyes. wearing like a bowler hat as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's cameras in his eyes, so as you can see, but we have it that the monitor is just at your eye level on my shoulders, <laughs> so I can't see because we have to replicate the trench coat scenario or we won't be able a, to fight. Because that's what we're used to, yeah. 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 And uh, so you're controlling like his feet and his arms. Uh, I have to be, like, No, you're, I'm, you. I'm just controlling the feet and you're controlling the arms, wouldn't it be? Yeah, yeah, and I have to keep telling you, be like, go left, go left, go left. <laughs> right, 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 back, 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 forward, forward, me- forward, forward. Mecha Godzilla's just like wobbling out, <laughs> knocking buildings down, <laughs> like two men in a trench coat. For some reason, we give the Mecha Godzilla in a trench coat a low center of gravity. <laughs> so, so the scenario is they go, we're building this weapon, so we're going to do it this way. We're putting these two skulls, our brains together, to make a supercuter. We're like. Dude, you are insane. That is clearly going to like get its own intelligence. We have a way better design. Trust me on this. Wink. And <laughs> it's like cut to one month later. Design of a trench coat gods mecha godzilla. Like <laughs> but now we're fighting Kong, our friend. Are we? We're fighting Godzilla. He's we're just fighting killed, Godzilla. Because he's defeated Kong. Does, does Kong know? Does Does Kong know it's us in the trench coat? No, that's the whole problem. Because then he decides to help Godzilla and take out trench. So, so then the the ending's the exact same as in the movie. Just <laughs> right. happens that we're trying to kill Godzilla because we thought he he killed Kong, but then we're like, oh, Kong's all right actually. And uh, but then now you're in a battle with the two of them. Do we know sign language? Well, you kind of know sign language, and you are controlling the arms. Oh, yeah, but, you know, heat of the moment. <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> so it's the exact same. So we just die. So so the, it just ends with well, them no, both kicking the shit no. of us. Trenchcoat Mecha Godzilla dies, and we're just stuck in the chamber, and everything should stay, and it goes, and we're like, oh. <laughs> so we're like, fine. Game over. Comes up on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... So our version of this scenario is even more meaningless than the film that was released. Yeah, but I like to think it's better, and we survive. Oh no, it's it's definitely better. Um, it makes more sense. <laughs> it's more meaningless. Well, I think anybody uh, taking control of Mecha's Godzilla versus what they've done in the movie probably makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. just because, like. <sighs> Even though I gave out about people saying that this isn't a movie trope, but anybody who's watched a movie knows that it's going to start thinking for itself. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose our whole uh, having to work in tandem and me on your shoulders and stuff is, in a sense, a Jaeger from uh, Pacific Rim. Because it has to be <laughs> it is, essentially. Sync yeah. Up. Yeah. So then we got the Pacific Rim crossover over and done with, too. So legendary films should have just come to us. Yeah, we don't have to do a Pacific Rim episode because we've just solved it. It's just us yeah. for, uh, on each other's shoulders. <laughs> Essentially, it's like how we end a lot of episodes. We do the exact same thing. We're just better at it for no reason. <laughs> it just works out better for us. 
because we're brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, in other ways, uh, we listen to the evacuation notice. If you're in Tokyo, you listen to the evacuation notice. You don't go shopping and you don't keep eating your dinner and you survive. Yeah, I think also in this universe, I think maybe the best advice would be like just don't live in Tokyo. Because it's where yeah. they always end up fighting for some reason. And it's where the shady corporation that is clearly building Mecha Godzilla is. They're even called Apex. They even sound like that sounds like a name that was they, they chose that name because they were going to build Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> like Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think we should probably wrap it up there. I I feel like we made a mistake doing this episode. Because for October we should we should have went with Congo or something. Because that was my what I thought watching it. Watching it, I was like, "This isn't a great scenario." But we've already said on the previous episode we'd do it, so we have to. Well, this yeah. is why I think uh, this is why I want to do the the uh, Bigfoot episode and extend October. I think it's a, a little do over because oh, yeah. I think that's a, a better Congo. scenario. I think we should also do Congo at some point. Cause... Well, yeah, but we can do that anytime. It doesn't need to be October. Or we can do a second October in the same year. <laughs> <laughs> we could do it in October. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could, but we, we'd normally do like Halloween or horror movies during October. Yeah, you're right. It's Halloween season. Uh, yeah. It's horror season. And plus it makes too much sense to make October, October. That just sounds right. So we shouldn't do it. Which We have to make it confusing for everybody. And it, it, because it sounds right, it sounds wrong. Exactly. <laughs> it has to be a bit of a shit show. Everything on this podcast has to be a bit of a shit show. Or it won't feel right. No, just there's a little a, bit. There's a giant moth flying around my head. That's really annoying to piss out of me. He's massive. Do you need a giant lizard to catch us? <laughs> <laughs> but I do think maybe we should look into uh, making a radioactive lizard and putting him in a cage with a gorilla, just seeing who, who'd win. Just, I see think, I think just, 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 just watch the gorilla very sadly sit in a corner, lose its hair, and die. <laughs> <laughs> like it turns out, they would both kill each other. That's what would happen if Kong and Godzilla went up. Yeah, I imagine, yeah, they would probably kill the lizard and then slowly die of radiation poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) That that reminds me of that that Simpsons joke, or it's Ken Brockman. (laughs) Next up, we'll meet a real-life itchy and scratchy, a rabid rat who bit and killed a cat in France. (laughs) Or something like that. (laughs) So I think our scenario is everybody survives then. Us... As Mechagodzilla, Zilla, Kong. I know, I, I think I think Kong has to die, really, doesn't he? Because we've established that, that he's just way outclassed. Realistically, he would. But maybe we we wouldn't we we wouldn't let Godzilla get that close to him to begin with. Yeah, that's where we trench coat Mechagodzilla get in there. Well, okay, so really quickly, do you think... Like in this world, would the best option, would a better option be to like, I don't know, try and destroy the hollow earth so as you don't have to worry about any of these monsters again? Um, I don't think that you can like, so. No, because what 
does that do to the rest of Earth? Like, what's the ramification? You'd, you'd imagine it destroys it. Uh, yeah, I think you just need to, like, I don't know, find a way to launch the monsters into space every time they, they come up yeah. from the Hollow Earth. Do you know what we should do is um, we should do the uh, journey to the center of the earth we should put that on our to-do yeah you see I was thinking because like I, I thought we'd end up talking about hollow earth a bit in this and I think that'd be like you said that would have been a better film it would also have been a better topic yeah. for this episode so yeah I think we'll just do journey we'll do uh, Bigfoot and then maybe after that we'll do a journey to the center of the earth slash hollow earth episode definitely yeah I'd love to do a hollow earth episode Okay, so we'll leave it at that, and until next time, have a nice apocalypse. Stay safe and be prepared. Monkey.